Hi, I'm Charles Morris, and I want to welcome you to the Great Stories podcast. Over the years, I've interviewed hundreds of Christians from all walks of life, and this podcast is a way for us to feature some of my favorite interviews, old and new, from my years at Haven Today. Today, as we prepare for a very unique 2020 Thanksgiving in the United States, we're returning to two conversations I had with two very special people who've done a lot of work in helping children learn about Jesus. I'm talking about Sally Lloyd-Jones, best-selling author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, and Phil Vischer, the founder of Veggie Tales, creator of the hilarious What's in the Bible DVD series, and the author of the new Laugh and Grow Study Bible. I sat down with both of them to hear what they had to say about Thanksgiving and what it means to them. And so I hope these two conversations will inspire you to give thanks to the Lord, no matter your circumstances this year. And just before we hear from Sally and Phil, let me remind you that the Great Stories podcast releases new episodes each Wednesday. So please hit the subscribe button or sign up for our newsletter at haventoday.org so you don't miss a single episode. I also want to encourage you to rate the podcast and leave us a review. And this goes a long way in helping us reach others with this great story that's all about Jesus. Welcome again to Haven Today. This in the United States of America is Thanksgiving Day. And Canadians who are listening, you've already had your Thanksgiving this year. So indulge me a little bit. And on the line with us from New York City is my friend Sally Lloyd-Jones, who wrote the Jesus Storybook Bible, Every Story Whispers His Name. Sally, welcome back to Haven Today. Thank you so much, Charles. It's great to be with you. I can always remember, and it's been 15 years ago exactly, my wife and I, Janet, who you know, mm-hmm. went to England, and we stayed oh. with some friends outside Oxford, and they tried to make a Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner for us. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> but, but they were a little unsure on some things. Was it hard for you as someone from England to move to America and to start celebrating Thanksgiving. No, I thought it was wonderful. I mean, it's like having another (laughs) Christmas, but without all the pressure to buy presents. So I've always loved Thanksgiving. I I love that there's a holiday just to give thanks. That to me is such a beautiful tradition. And I've been going to the same family now for, I can't even remember how many years now, almost Mm -hmm. all of the time I've been in America, I go to the Mm -hmm. same family. So it's always just one of my favorite times of year. And I just love the idea that we go around being grateful. And before we eat, we each of us talk about one thing we're grateful for. Usually people end up, you know, with tears in their eyes. And then we sing together and it's just lovely. It sounds special for someone who might not have grown up with turkey or uh, cranberry relish or some kind of dressing. Well, we have turkey at Christmas, but it feels like, you know, gosh, you get a second holiday. But then, of course, I mustn't think about it too deeply because then I remember that I'm kind of the people that they were trying to escape from. I mean, the pilgrims. So I can't go too far down that idea. But I'm very glad that I'm welcomed even so. Let's talk about Thanksgiving and what Thanksgiving means to us. In a little bit, Sally, we'll actually listen 
to one of the readings, a chapter that can relate to Thanksgiving, the 23rd Psalm from the Jesus Mm -hmm. Storybook Bible. How as a Christian do you think we should look at Thanksgiving? That's a great question. I I think, well, I think of uh, the fact that it's a commandment, isn't it, to give thanks. Mm. And I know in my own life it's an antidote to if I'm feeling discontented or anxious, whatever is going on, if I will be obedient and just start being thankful for something, being grateful for something, it's like it comes against the poison of sort of whatever is going on in our lives that's making us unhappy. And it doesn't mean that we don't, you know, suffer and stuff, but I think it raises your eyes from the waves and all the things that you're scared of or that is going wrong in your life and puts it puts your eyes back on your captain and who's in charge. And even if you can only be grateful for a tiny thing, you know, you have to start somewhere. And I think it's a discipline that I'm not good enough at. And But when I do mm. do it, it's always so helpful. So I try and, you know, instead of going around counting out all the things I'm not happy about or all the things I'm worried about, what if we walked around saying, counting out the things that we're grateful for? I think it would make a huge difference. Mm. It certainly would. Let's tie that in to the 23rd Psalm. And we're going to hear David Suchet, who does the audio version of the Jesus Storybook Bible. We're going to have him on in a minute, British actor. Many of us have seen him. He played Poirot, as you reminded us Mm -hmm. early in the week. The 23rd Psalm, and I think of this, we had to record this a few days early because I'm actually in Israel today, and I'm driving through the Judean wilderness, and uh, mm. and this is where that took place, that story that was being yeah. recounted by David. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, isn't it? And, you know, we know it, Psalms are songs, aren't they? And David was an actual shepherd, and he would have had so much experience as a shepherd. And we know f- about sheep that they're not very smart. In fact, they're very foolish. And of all the animals they need looking after, God didn't say, I'm your cattle rancher. He said, I'm your shepherd. And cattle can manage and horses can, you know, horses can manage. But a sheep needs a shepherd because they're so foolish that apparently even if they're standing in front of their fold, they might also not know how to get home, even though the fold is right Mm -hmm. in front of them. Or they Mm -hmm. fall over and they can't get back up and they'll just Mm. die lying there. And I think the Psalm 23 reminds me we are so held we are so looked after we are so loved that God calls us his sheep and he is our shepherd that's a very intimate wonderful relationship and I think if we could remember that we have a shepherd so much of our lives even when we're walking through the dark scary lonely places we Mm -hmm. would know you know in, in the paraphrase that I said even in the dark scary lonely places I won't be afraid because my shepherd knows where I am So even when we don't know where we are, we're like the sheep in front of the fold. We're completely lost, even though it's obvious where the fold is. It doesn't matter because grief can make us blind. But God, our shepherd, he's never lost sight of us. And Mm -hmm. I just think that's a beautiful reminder of what we're the true thanksgiving is that we have a shepherd because that's all we need to know, isn't it? Yes. Let's listen out of the reading of the 23rd Psalm by David Suchet. Did you know that David was a songwriter too? In fact, his songs were so good, they might have been in the top 40 charts if they'd been invented then. 
David's songs are like prayers. They're called psalms, and this one is called the Song of the Shepherd. It's probably number one on the psalm charts, and it goes like this. God is my shepherd, and I am his little lamb. He feeds me, he guides me, he looks after me. I have everything I need. Inside, my heart is very quiet, as quiet as lying still in soft green grass in a meadow by a little stream. Even when I walk through the dark, scary, lonely places, I won't be afraid, because my shepherd knows where I am. He is here with me. He keeps me safe. He rescues me. He makes me strong and brave. He's getting wonderful things ready for me, especially for me. Everything I ever dreamed of. He fills my heart so full of happiness, I can't hold it all inside. Wherever I go, I know God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love will go too. God gave David that song to sing to his people so they could know that he loved them and would always look after them. Like a shepherd loves his sheep. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want David Suchet giving us the Sally Lloyd-Jones version of the 23rd Psalm. And uh, how appropriate on this Thanksgiving Day to have that. And of course, Sally, the subtitle of your children's Bible, which has now sold 3.2 million copies, 44 languages you were telling us earlier in the week, is every story whispers his name. So even the 23rd Psalm, can point ahead and point us to Jesus, can't it? Yes, because he, I mean, the, in the humility of God, he calls himself, Jesus calls himself the Lamb of God. He is the Lamb of God. Mm-hmm. And a lamb is so sort of defenseless. And yet mm-hmm. here's God in human form calling himself a lamb. There's something, mm-hmm. it's very profound, isn't it? That he doesn't come, you know, like a general and grab power. He comes without power he gives it away Mm. isn't it ironic that he calls himself the lamb of god and at the same time he calls himself i think in about three chapters in one of the gospels alone he calls himself the good shepherd yes it's so it's so rich isn't it because we know that the lambs were used as sacrifices and they had to be spotless and perfect and we think Mm. it, it makes us think back to isaac Yes. God provided the the rams so that I, Abraham doesn't have to sacrifice his son. Mm-mm. But we fast forward to Gethsemane and we have a father who does sacrifice his son, who is the Lamb of God. So it's this beautiful, mm. all the time, the, boy, the Bible is pointing to the ultimate Lamb of God, to the ultimate David, to the one who's going to mend God's broken world by taking all the sin and sickness into his own heart. And it will Mm. tear him up and break him in two, but he will do it because he loves us. Mm. Heavy on my mind, because tomorrow I'll be going on Mount Moriah. I'll be walking up on the Temple Mount, and I'll be be walking in through the Sheep Gate, where the sheep were brought in for Passover, and possibly the very same gate 
that Jesus would have entered on his way to the cross. Beautiful. That's so beautiful. Yes. Amazing. Sally Lloyd-Jones, do you mind leading us in a prayer of thanksgiving on this American Thanksgiving Day? Oh, I, I would love to. Thank you. Father, thank you so much for all that you've given us. Everything is grace. Everything is gift. Without you, we wouldn't even be here. Lord, we thank you for this day that we can come to you and be reminded, because sometimes we need a holiday to remind us. Would you fill our hearts with thanksgiving for all that you've given us? Even though we might not be in the best mood or we might be suffering, there's a lot of pain everywhere. But Lord, we know that you know, and we ask that you would change our hearts and lift our eyes and fill us with joy in being grateful to you. Amen. Amen. Say, Ian. Yes, Clive. Do you know who made Thanksgiving an official American holiday? Um, Julius Caesar? No. George Clooney? No. Oprah? No! It was Abraham Lincoln! <gasps> the Abraham Lincoln? Yes! He said all good things are gracious gifts from the Most High God, and he invited all Americans to set aside one day each year to thank God for his blessings. What a great idea! He was a great American president. Just like Julius Caesar. Um, Ian? This is Haven Today on an American Thanksgiving. I'm sitting with my friend Phil Vischer in his studio just outside of Chicago. And in a few moments, we'll hear a Thanksgiving poem by Buck Denver. But before that, Phil, welcome back. Can you tell me how you and your family celebrate Thanksgiving? Is it a busy time for you? We associate holidays with family. Now, that's tricky. You know, my parents divorced when I was nine years old. So I have, yes. you know, a mom and a dad and a stepmom and a stepdad. And then my wife, her parents divorced. So she has a mom and a stepdad. And I hate to say this, but you come from a traditional American <laughs> family at this point. Yeah, I, I guess so. And, I, and I'm not thrilled that that's true. But it is. No, and so there's, you know, there's always the negotiation of well, where's Thanksgiving going to be this year? Yeah. You know, and then now we've, we're married and we have now married kids. And so we're, there's a lot of negotiation. Mm-hmm. It's who's going to be mm-hmm. at whose house, you know, and can we get a group of people together that will enjoy each other's company? Right. And hopefully. Not get into a fight with yeah. each other. But yeah. isn't that interesting how Thanksgiving, we're supposed to be thankful. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm sure your family prays, my family prays. Mm-hmm. We chow down, of course, and then we look for, you know, a, a game Football to watch game. or something, yeah. you know. Yeah. How does Christ make an entrance? <laughs> Is it hard for you and your family? It's a challenge, but it's also a challenge at Christmas because Christmas has Same become thing. yeah so much or, or about harder. the other stuff. The, the other stuff has become central, yeah. you know, and, and to, to find Christ in it. And Thanksgiving, you just start, you're laying out a feast. Okay, the Israelites did that. They had feast mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's throughout church history, mm-hmm. there are feast days. So it's something that people have always done uh, to celebrate something God has done. Right. So you lay out a feast before you, and you say, let us come together to celebrate the, God's blessing in our lives. And let's pause for just a moment, because uh, maybe that's something we should touch on just a little bit, because typically in most homes, especially when I've celebrated Thanksgiving with people who aren't Christians, mm-hmm. it's give thanks for what God has given us. Yeah. And... 
do you think maybe we've kind of misaligned the way we're to think of Thanksgiving as believers, followers of Jesus? We don't know how to think. <laughs> I don't know that we're misaligned. I think we're just misinformed right, and, and misconfused. Right. Sure. Um, because I mean, literally, our culture loves special occasions because you can build sales around them. Yeah. You know, how many people are all that excited about Columbus Day? No one is excited right. ab- as, about Columbus Day as the, the sellers of mattresses and cars. That's right. They love Columbus Day. That's the biggest day. Of the it year. is. I it have is. no idea why. Sure. So Thanksgiving, our culture m- makes it important for us, and then tells us why. And Thanksgiving is important because you've got a parade in the morning, you got football in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you get ready to shop. Yeah, because Christmas, so much money is being poured yes, into because Christmas, the Christmas initiative is all about the giving of the stuff that you yeah. started buying at Thanksgiving. That's right, or so earlier now. It but. is so co- countercultural to just say stop you know and i think the more concerning part for thanksgiving for me is is that it's now become just about excess you know i mm-hmm. ate so much more than i should have <laughs> in sure. celebration of what well you know once upon a time if you'd only got meat twice or three times a year well at the time of jesus they weren't they didn't have a lot of meat yeah, they, you didn't know, they well. were pretty much you, you vegetarians well. so a feast day was abnormal unfortunately yeah. you know in a, in a world of of uh, you know boston market on every corner we're gonna have and, three or four varieties yes, we, of meat unless we, unless we are vegetarian we have feast days almost every day yeah. so you really have to figure out what's special about this feast day mm-hmm. and just to take your family back to thinking about god and that, remember the first First official Thanksgiving in America, case okay, 1863, it, it, it was the did, first real one. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, not, not the pilgrims. Not the pilgrims, no. Abraham Lincoln, when he made it a national holiday, right. the first national Thanksgiving was in the middle of the Civil War. Mm. What was he thankful for? Uh, and you'll have to tell me because I don't know, even though I, I'm a Lincoln fan. His focus actually wasn't about, look at all the stuff we have. You know, look at all these blessings you've showered upon us. His focus was on the families of people that had lost, the families that had lost loved ones. He mm-hmm. said, let's just stop. Let's have a day of thankfulness to God and pray that he can deliver us out of this. Wow. Sounds yeah. like a good reason to have a Thanksgiving you like can, that yes, today. Yes, if you can have in Thanksgiving in the middle of the Civil War... What about today? It's, it's got to be deeper than just look how much stuff we have. Exactly. And that also is a way to point to Christmas, too, you know? Ah, yeah. What if you can't afford presents? Yeah. Then what are you celebrating? Which most and people that's, can't. Yeah, yeah. And it gets harder, uh, it gets, it gets harder as, as the cultural expectation gets even greater to outdo yourself on, th- on Christmas, to outdo yourself on Thanksgiving. I hear you, yeah. You know, and if you are having tough times, that's just, that's filled with dread. It's not filled with joy. So... Phil, what should we do? What do you suggest we do besides meet up with Buck Denver in a poem <laughs> from Thanksgiving in a few seconds? What do you think we as a Christian should do? How do we stop this? You know, I was, I was out in my neck of the woods on the West Coast. There's this sporting goods outdoor store called REI. Yes. They said, we are not going to be open. Uh, yeah. On, now this is a non-Christian, you know, these right, are these are right. tree hugger. And that's on Black Friday. That's that's they, not they, just on Thanksgiving. That's, that's right. They said Friday, Friday too. Yeah. They were not going to be open. This is non-Christians. 
yeah. saying, we're going to make a statement they, and stop. They are rebelling against the machine. Right. <laughs> the commercial and machine. I, I, and I don't care if they're political, liberal, or whatever. They do sell good sporting yeah. goods at great prices. But is there a lesson for all of us to learn I think so. this Thanksgiving? I think so. There are families that on Thanksgiving go to a homeless shelter you know, and feed the homeless yes. instead yes. of feeding Help themselves. Serve. They peel potatoes. And they, even yeah. We did that once with our kids. We've only done it once. Even if you only do it once or twice, it, it puts in your kid's mind... They won't forget it. ...a completely different countercultural experience. Mm-hmm. Now, if you do it, you know, mm-hmm. if they never get a traditional Thanksgiving, they may start to resent you, and you may come up in counseling when they're grown-ups. <laughs> but, but to make things untraditional sometimes... Just to say it can be different, and here's how. Let's focus on others. Here's a way this Christmas mm-hmm. we're going to focus mm-hmm. on others. You know, the families that, that give gifts to other people instead of just themselves, that donate a goat to a family in Africa, mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. that, that support the work of, of, of people working with the homeless. There are things you can do that are so countercultural, they will stick with your kids forever, even mm-hmm. if you don't do them every single year. It's, it's the same with going on a mission trip, but it's something we can do where we are. If yeah. you just joined us, yes, I'm Charles Morris. This is Haven Today. This is the American Thanksgiving Day. I'm saying that for the benefit of our Canadians and Filipinos and people in China that are listening yeah. to us right now. Phil Vischer, who was the founder of Veggie Tales, has gone on to establish Buck Denver. He's done what's in the Bible. I'm with him in his studio outside Chicago today, and it's just a special time to be together. How do you think we ought to pray? And I'm not asking you for five simple steps that you're going to tell everybody, here's what my family does, and we're so successful. You're coming out of a totally dysfunctional family right. on both sides. Right. You're in desperate need like I am, and probably most everybody listening to me yeah. is, and probably a lot of lonely people listening on a Thanksgiving day to us. Mm-hmm. How do we pray? How do we pray on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, How do we pray with Black Friday tomorrow yeah. to just keep that from registering and, yeah. and, and lingering inside us? We remember that this is not our home. This is not that this um, the, this culture. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we are exiles. Not in the sense that that you know we're we're not going to be. There isn't going to be a new heaven and a new earth, and we're going to be swept away to a new planet somewhere. Not that kind of exile. But we're exiles in that we are not under the rule we were made to be under. Mm-hmm. We are not mm-hmm. under the rule of the kingdom of God. We're under a, you know a, a disordered rule in our culture. And when you try to fit in, and when you try to fit in, and when you try to make the culture work, you're just banging your head against a wall. But to back up and say, no, we are in a different kingdom. Right. Already. Already. The now. The now. (laughs) And the not yet. Not just the not yet. (laughs) (laughs) The now. We're in a different kingdom now. What does that look like for us? It looks like love. The Mm -hmm. easiest way Mm -hmm. to sum it up for your kids is this kingdom looks like love. Mm -hmm. So is eating as much Mm -hmm. as you possibly can and then just falling down on the floor, does that look Mm -hmm. like love? (laughs) Does, Does begging for as many presents as you can possibly get, spending as much as you possibly can, putting money on credit cards so you can get more gifts, does that look like love? Is this the kingdom of God? And how do we look like that? How do we look like love to our neighbors? So that, because they may have just gone something, gone through something at Thanksgiving or in the holidays that destroys their lives. I guess what I hear you saying is, let's say our neighbors on either side of us, if we have neighbors on either side of us, or above us or below us, if we're in a city, we should be thankful 
we should be planning for Christmas. And if we're doing it exactly the same way as those unbelieving neighbors are, we've got it wrong. They, there is nothing that they will notice about us that, What's different? that would say, I, I need what you have. What is different right. that several, will draw them to Christ? Several Christmases ago, Christmas took place right after the Sandy Hook shootings. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it was a tough time because some people, some people literally took down their Christmas decorations. They said, I, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I talked about it at the time. That's, that's exactly why we should be celebrating Christmas, because Christmas is God starting his plan to bring the end to all this suffering. Mm-hmm. That is what we're celebrating, God entering our pain, entering our sandy hooks and saying, all right, here's how I'm going to solve this problem. I, it's, mm. it's starting today. Merry Christmas. Wow. If, if that's what we can tell to our neighbors... Who are, who are taking down their Christmas decorations because there's no jolly left in a broken world. It's not about the jolly. It it's about the Jesus. Us. That's right. I think I just wrote a new bumper sticker. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and I think, Phil, we can actually go to Buck Denver. You actually already wrote something about Thanksgiving, which your friend and pal, I, I Buck did. Denver, yeah, he did. Yeah, d- he delivers it very nicely. A Thanksgiving poem by Buck Denver. Turkey, turkey on my plate. It looked so good, it tasted great. I should have stopped, but it's too late. I can't believe how much I ate. As Grandma tries to feed me more and Uncle Louie starts to snore, I find I'm lying on the floor. My pants are tighter than before. Thanksgiving is a time of cheer, of thankfulness for friends so dear, but Please, Lord, if my prayer you hear, remind me to eat less next year. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Well, I've been trying to get you for a few minutes, Bill Vischer, to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody. We just needed Buck Denver to do it for us. Yeah, Buck does a pretty good job at it. He really did. Well, thank you so much for being on the program with me on a special day like this. And uh, you've already given us the roots a little bit. I didn't realize it traces back to Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. I think you must have known in advance that we wanted to talk to you about that. You, <laughs> no, you, you I, went I, to I Wikipedia. Carry, I carry around all this information <laughs> with me. Ask me any ran- holiday at random and I will uh, tell you its origins. Did you know the woman who campaigned for, uh, for Lincoln to make that before Lincoln finally did it? A woman campaigned for it to be a national holiday for 35 oh, years. Oh my goodness. This was her final yes, act probably. She was an author. She wrote mm-hmm. Mary had a little lamb. The author of Mary Had a Little Lamb. You are a font of knowledge for me today. (laughs) It is why we have Thanksgiving as a national holiday. Oh, that's that's great. Now we know. Is that beautiful or what? Do you realize this will be the most people we've ever had receiving comments from on a Thanksgiving day (laughs) in America? That's so great. Phil, I got another question for you here on Thanksgiving day. Our executive producers, young kids, they just love watching your series. And his oldest son, little Jackson, is eight, always smiling. I've never seen him cry or frown. He wanted to ask you a question. So can I ask you the question sure. if it's really for Jackson? Sure. Can you try to do it in his voice? Uh, no. Okay. But you can. You can do the answer in, in, in Jackson <laughs> in, in Lambert's voice. voice. He wanted to know where you got the idea of using animation and puppets yeah. together. I had two heroes when I was a kid that I really looked up to. One was Walt Disney, Mm -hmm. and the other one was Jim Henson. 
and I actually wanted to work for Jim I don't, Henson. I don't know if Jackson knows about the Muppets, but, but <laughs> yes, the rest Jim of Henson us do. Jim Henson made the Muppets. He was, he was Mr. Puppet, and I, mm-hmm. I wanted to work for him. I wanted to work on the Muppet show wow. I, when I was a kid. I wanted to make puppets. Um, I also loved animation, and I loved drawing, mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't thinking about putting them together when I was a kid, but there are some things that you can teach much better with animation than any other way. Animating everything takes way too much time, and I'm, I'm not. I don't have the energy for that. I get, I get bored of animating. So I like puppets. So Buck Denver's a puppet, but then he wants to explain something that's really tricky. You do it with animation, and you put them together. And, and, and it works. And it works, just like that. All right. Jackson. <laughs> Phil, one of the last times we were together, you actually sang a song to me. I am certainly not going to ask you to do that again. Yeah, I don't remember that one. I don't either. No, no, but a lot of other people do. Do you mind, um, you think you could just sing something on your, yeah, play your ukulele, sing, and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? Yeah. Anything else? Anyone you want to add to it? Uh, you can throw Christmas is coming or oh, whatever. Christ, no, that's a different no, song. No, no, no. Okay, do a song Thanksgiving. About Thanksgiving. Just do Thanksgiving okay. for us. Okay. Mm, let's see. Hey, Charles. I'm no. glad you're living. No. And you no. came here to talk about Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I like the turkey and the potatoes. Did you know I'm Bob the Tomato? <laughs> now we're gonna stop the shopping. Because when we eat so much, we don't feel like hopping to the mall. Mall, we should stay at home with our kids and talk about God and talk about Jesus and talk about the blessings and all the ways he pleases us. And we can please our friends and neighbors. And thanks, Charles. You're the best guy for coming to my studio. Phil Fisher, I'm going to ask you to do something, but do this in your own voice, your real yes, voice. Yes. I think we should pray. Okay. Let's offer thanks to the Lord. Okay. For the Lord is good, and all that He has given us is good and will okay. give us. It starts out, of course, with the fact that He gave us Jesus. Would you mind leading us in prayer? Absolutely. Lord, thank you for uh, for this day, for this week, when we're turning our attention to you, to the ways that you've blessed us. But not all of us feel blessed all the time. And many of us have things going on in our lives that are not blessings, uh, that do not feel good. Uh, help us to remember that your ultimate blessing is Jesus, yes, that your ultimate Lord. blessing is heaven, that your ultimate blessing is, is your kingdom and our access to it, that we have nothing to be afraid of mm. because we are enveloped in your love, that we can be loving even when we are hurting, mm. And we can show a world, a hurting world, your love, no matter what. Thank you for the ability to not be affected by our circumstances because our security is in you. In your son Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, your family. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for joining us here on Great Stories with Charles Morris. I hope these special conversations I had with Sally Lloyd-Jones and Phil Vischer were as much of a blessing for you as they were for me. Remember to make sure you get each new episode featuring our best interviews from Haven Today. Remember to hit subscribe or visit us at our website, haventoday.org. Links are in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this conversation, why don't you rate our podcast and leave us a review? However you plan to stay connected, 
I hope you'll join us next time, where again we'll be sharing the great story. It's all about Jesus on Great Stories with Charles Morris. Thank you.